All right, X, the extreme BPM Tuesdays and Fridays, that is uh, 8 p.m. East African time. That's about uh, now that there is a change in time. So that's mm -hmm. that's going to be probably 2 p.m. East, yeah. Eastern. And then we have uh, okay. probably 11 uh, a.m. That is uh, Pacific. But then uh, in the UK, we shall be at uh, 5 uh, p.m. And uh, we do this Tuesdays and, Tuesdays and Fridays on EJAS Ready and EJAS Extra. And this time around, we are talking to... Uh, AML and she has a new album out that uh, you need to go and check out that is on that is available on all, on, uh, all streaming platforms the album is Butterfly Effect but the single that we played on the show that is uh, Start Again but she's on the show right now welcome to the show how are you doing I'm doing fine thank you yes uh, how does it feel you know uh, finally releasing something that you've been working on and how long have you been working on Butterfly Effect um, it actually feels really great um, I've started working on my first ever album since, let's say, like around July. I released my first single called All of His Love. It's a gospel song. And that was in July as well. And then after releasing my first single, you know, being new to the industry and the whole music game, you know, I was told that you have to keep releasing music. You know, you got to be consistent. Yep. So I decided to work on an album. So uh, it's been in the works for like a few months now. Hence, now it's released on all platforms. Was there was there any pressure in coming up with the whole project? To be honest, no. Because for me, music comes naturally. Singing, songwriting, these things come naturally. So um, it has been to me like a journey and uh, adventure, you can say. And I really, truly enjoyed making music and really getting into my craft and everything. So it's been wonderful, in my opinion. A little hard work, but it's been great. And then there is a thing where, because did you produce the entire thing yourself? Because I, I, you talked about this, the producing, the mixing and mastering and all that. You did that by yourself? Yes, I did. All by myself. Made the beats, the lyrics, every single thing. Mixed, mastered, everything. I did it on my own. This, this, now, this is the interesting part, right? How many songs did you uh, come up with for the entire album so that you, by the time you reduced to eight? Did you actually make only eight? No. It was so many. <laughs> it could say like around 50 songs. So it was really hard. To me, the reason it took so long is because I was trying to figure out which songs I'm going to put. You know, these day and age, people don't really like to listen to stuff that are too long, you know, too lengthy. So I knew I had to narrow it down to a certain amount. So it was that was very challenging because I actually loved all of the songs, but I knew I couldn't put the whole 50, you know. So it took me some time to actually pick out the few that I did to put on the album. And and do you feel like the the eight actually represent you as an artist and what you're trying to achieve? And uh, do you feel like that's the best representation that you could get as you as you're presenting your debut album? Um, to a certain extent, because there is so much more I can do genre-wise. I can sing in a, quite a few genres. I can do pop, R&B, jazz, and I haven't really, you know, dabbled in that, like, comp enough, you can see. But I have some tracks coming up in some other genres that I'll be releasing. But I don't think, it represents me yet, but not to the extent that I want it to, because I'm capable of much more. Ah, okay. So, uh, then, you know, let's get into, like, what music, you know, that you 
grew up on and uh, what was playing around the house and you know that even influenced what you do what were some yeah. who are some of the people that got you started um to be honest like growing up we my family are christian my parents are christians so we grew up in a christian household we were only allowed to listen to gospel music so my favorite <laughs> artists at that time were mary mary and kirk franklin <laughs> but me and my siblings we used to sneak and hide and we would listen to you know love songs with beyonce and rihanna you know and i actually had a liking to those love songs and stuff so after my parents realized I could sing and thing, they actually encouraged me to do gospel. That's the reason why I did my first single as a gospel. But I actually love doing other music too. So that's the reason why I kind of gravitated towards love songs and so on. Oh yeah. But I've my influences so far. Yeah. And then how does if you if you grew up in 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 a household that is uh, that is fully Christian and then you start making uh, music for the world, as they say. Uh, how does the family then mm -hmm. later on receive that and uh, was there any pushback um you can say that like some of my relatives they are supportive but my parents are more into the christian thing they encourage me to do gospel music you know they're not too fond of me doing love songs and stuff because you know they don't believe in that they say that doesn't bring glory and honor to god and stuff so when it comes to my parents, they're supportive of my talent and my journey, but you know, they prefer for me to sing gospel music only. You know what is interesting is that when we started talking about your family, your accent fully went to to your roots quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So um I tend to switch a lot. Yeah, yeah. You really went you really switched and because you are let's see, you you are raised in Barbados, but you are uh, you are Guyanese, right? Yeah, by birth, yes. So, uh, how did these two places like kind of Im uh, influence, you know, even what your approach to music mm -hmm. and even the the style of music you make? Oh, in many many ways. Um, well, I spent most of my life in Barbados. I migrated when I was five years old. I went to school, college, everything. And you know, at that time, growing up as a teen, that was the time when Rihanna rose to stardom. You know, when I used to really follow Rihanna a lot. I'm a big fan, honestly. And just watching her and everything she does, you know, played a huge part in my life. You know, sometimes when she would visit Barbados, you know, you would see her walking, you know, in town next to you. It would be like, it's such a nice thing. It was really wonderful. Now, with my country, Guyana, like, there are not, like, a lot of stars, like, or artists that are, you know, mainstream as yet from my country because sometimes I would say, man, I'm from Guyana and stuff. And people would be like, oh, because they're not really familiar with anyone that's, you know, that's trying to hit the international mainstream platform so in that sense it influenced me so i really would really glad if i could reach to a particular place in my career where you know i could give my country recognition and so on so i could say in that sense have you tr have you tried working with other people on even on this project or this was fully just you and you didn't have any other people collaborating on um i tried i wouldn't say i didn't try because you know it's always good to do collabs and stuff but at the time i didn't have anyone that was you know free or available to work on a song or two with me so i'm the kind of person i don't like to you know bother people and you know just kind of nag at them so you know i like to get stuff done i don't like to delay and stuff so i just said you know what maybe a next time when i'm working on a different project i'll get them to collab with me and so on so it was just me only me <laughs> yeah and, and uh interesting uh -huh. yeah go ahead and an interesting fact um 
a lot of people don't even know like my first single i did it at a studio i had to pay quite a few pennies to get it done but um you know after i heard i have to keep releasing music i said you know what i want to keep doing this but then you know finances and so on you know it takes time and it's a lot of money going to the studio so um a lot of people don't even know i do my music on my phone i have a computer and everything but i just prefer doing it on my phone it's more portable it's more ver- i guess i'm a versatile doing it on my phone so when i tell people most of my tracks i've done them on my phone mix mastered everything recorded people are shocked because they don't believe that i did my stuff on the phone so that's sort of the interesting facts now that, about the whole journey now i'm shocked too now you yes how does this happen okay um <laughs> There's this um, app called BandLab, right? Um, at the time, you know, I was like, I don't really, it's, it's kind of hard doing it on a computer because I had the FL Studio and stuff and it's, it's too complex for me. Like, I couldn't understand it that well. So I was like, you know what? I need to find something easier that I could work with at the time being until I could learn, you know, those stuff. So I started to search. I was like, is it possible to do music on your phone? So I started to Google it and they said you can download GarageBand on an iPhone, but I don't have an iPhone. I have a Samsung phone. So I was like, wow, I cannot get GarageBand. So I started to do some researches. I downloaded quite a few apps during the process, but none did what, you know, I was looking for. So then I came across BandLab, the app. So after I downloaded it, um, I was trying to work with it, but to me, it didn't seem like it had anything of interest to me that I could work with, so I deleted the app. So mysteriously, I was on YouTube, I was watching a few videos and stuff, and a guy was like, you could make professional music on BandLab. So I was like, what? So I decided to watch the video, you know, get some information and stuff, and I said, you know what, let me download the app again, and let me work on it, let me see what I can do. And from then, I... You know, just dabbled with it, you know, in let's say, uh, investigate, do some research, you know. And boom, I started to record the music on my lab, mix, master it, everything. So a lot of people don't know that. But the way I do, the thing is, the app has an option where you can record inside of band lab. But to me, it has a lot of like clipping sounds. So what I do, I have a MP3 recorder that I use, and I use a blue snowball microphone. So what I would do, I would connect the microphone to my phone and I would record my song on the MP3 recorder and then I would import it into BandLab, create my tracks, do my mixing, my mastering, everything that I need to do right in BandLab. So a lot of people, it's hard for them to believe, honestly. That is, I, I don't even know what to say after that because I didn't even think of that. You know, I, I, had, I had seen people with apps and and, yeah. and trying to do that, but I, I always yeah. would be like, you know, what would the quality be? Moving forward, are you going to still use that process of making music or you're, you're still doubling into getting to learn FL and or Logic or any other any other production software that well presently i'm trying to learn to use fl studios and those other um does but for now i'll keep using balab until you know i get the hang of the other applications and you know i perfect my craft on them because it's a little more hard to understand and it takes some time to learn how to use it and stuff so in the future, I would I would move on to better stuff, you know, because you in life when you're doing anything, you gotta try to make it as best as you can be, and you know, and as perfect as you can make it be. So yeah, of course, I would try my best to get it done more perfectly and use other stuff. And, and uh, so now, 
Butterfly Effect, which is the album. How how did you even come up with the title of that? Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> okay, um, for me, um, growing up in Barbados, you know, going to school and stuff, you know, at that time I was very skinny, you know, so the children used to really kind of bully me a lot. And I was a quiet person. I never used to like answer them and stuff. I would just go in the corner and just cry and stuff. So constantly being bullied for all those years, it kind of pushed me into a shell. So as I got older and I realized I could do certain stuff, you know, that kind of overpowered me, overshadowed me because I always had this feeling that I'm not good enough or I'm not talented enough or no, I don't have anything to offer to the world. So it had me in that kind of state of mind. But as I got older, you know, I'm seeing so much people following and chasing their dreams. I said, you know what, it's time for me to follow my dreams because I used to think that, you know, I wouldn't matter what I do, wouldn't matter or impact anyone. So that's the reason why I came up with the name Butterfly Effect. As you know, like the a similar explanation is like a butterfly effect is when there's something that you don't expect to give a, a huge change or impact and it eventually makes an impact for the future and so on. So that's how I came up with the name Butterfly Effect because it kind of resonates with myself and my life and everything. Yeah, and how much of yourself do you think you give on the album? Okay, so far, um, this album is mostly about, you know, my love life and stuff I went through in relationships. And it was a lot, a lot of heartbreak and stuff. And I, to me, this album mostly focuses on that and, and a lot of love and feeling deep love for someone or experiencing a type of love with someone. So it's mostly about that. But my next project will be more about my life stories and things that I went through in life about not giving up and keep pushing to your dreams and so on. So each project is going to highlight different aspects of my life and things I went through in my life. And, and and these people you're writing about, have they reached out because the album has been out? Not as yet. <laughs> no, they haven't as yet. <laughs> Maybe or, one day they will. <laughs> yeah, or, or it is not like because there are people that when they're writing about certain experiences in their life, they really are explicit about it. Yeah. That even when someone listens to it, they know yeah. you are talking about me. They um, know. Yeah. So yeah. did you... Did you use the same approach or yours is more cryptic and people really have to dig deep to find out? To me, I understand. To me, it's a little cryptic. But maybe one or two person might catch on a little. But to me, it's more on the cryptic side, you could say. It's not that, you know, bold. You know, that person said at the first glance, say, you know what, that's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they, they, now like the song, uh, we, uh, uh, The Wind, what is that about? Oh, that's an emotion. That's a heartbreak song as well. Um, there's a point in my life I was in a relationship. It wasn't going the way it's supposed to go, in my opinion. And we didn't quite fit, but you know I mean? the love was still there. The love was deep. The love was strong. But in my opinion, it just wasn't a good match. It just couldn't be together. So I wanted to leave, but the person didn't want me to leave. So it was very hard. So that's where that song originated from. It's a very emotional song, and it was a very emotional time in my life. Yeah, because when I was listening to the project, I was like, "What? What is what? What was going on right when when this was being made?" You know? Yeah, it was very hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was very very hard and heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, so is that the way? Like you you. Is that is that how you walk through situations, like by writing about them, or 
how does this help you as as a person when you're creating um yeah it helps me when i'm going through situation by writing and when i'm singing i just pour all of my emotions into my music into my writing and at the end when i'm finished i feel so much better so it's kind of therapeutic for me as well so in that case i don't need to go to a therapist or so because that's my therapy you could say (laughs) after all therapy is expensive uh that's true yeah so uh uh, butterfly effect guys that's the album that is out right now uh coming in from aml so how can people find you on socials and uh you know follow the journey where can you direct them okay um they can follow me on instagram because that's on tiktok but i haven't been active on tiktok as yet i was told i should be but i'm getting there but so far they can follow me on instagram my instagram name is a.m.lmusic on instagram and they can also follow me on youtube i post projects there as well i'm planning on posting more often so they can follow me there as aml on youtube as well a.m.m.l sorry yeah (laughs) so far they can follow me there on streaming platforms Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, guys on the extreme BPM next week, okay? Tuesdays and Fridays, 8 p.m. East African time.